everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of Yins Are Good. It's the podcast based in Pittsburgh, PA, that shares all of the good stuff going on out there and all of the good people who are making that good stuff happen. I am your host, Tressa Glover, and I'm hoping you've had a good week. I have, I would say. I've had a good week. And, but when I say good week, you do know that I don't mean perfect week. Yes, I mean a week, of course, that's going to have ups and downs, a week with the roller coaster ride that all of this is. But what I mean is that ultimately you're able to get through the tough moments, that you have folks around you who support you and love you and understand you. I'm lucky to say that I do. And and actually, I got to spend a lovely, much-needed girls' night with a phenomenal friend who is family, who, by just seeing her face, her smile, lifts me up. And that made my week, for sure. And I have an announcement. Get ready to mark your calendars. Get ready to jump online to get your ticket for we're doing another live show, my friends. That's right. On Monday, March 7th, our featured guest, wait for it, Giselle Fetterman. Yes, Giselle Fetterman, founder of Free Store 15104, co-founder of 412 Food Rescue and For Good Pittsburgh. We're going to chat live and you're going to be there, right? To be part of it all. Ah, I cannot wait. Um, So it's going to be, we're going to be again at Orbis Cafe in Mount Lebanon. We love Orbis. Don will be there uh, for a Name That Neighborhood segment. I mean, you don't want to miss that right in front of your face happening. Uh, And we have a few other surprises for those of you who come to the show. Yins Are Good is about community. And we want to provide opportunities for us all to get together and share when we can and eat and <laughs> and just celebrate. And so I'm really excited to have this chance to do that. Now, seating is limited. So how do you reserve that seat of yours? Well, you can go to eventbrite.com and search Yins are good. It'll pop up for you right there. Or you can go to our Instagram page, and the link is right there in our bio. Or you can go to our website, www.yinsaregood.com, go to the events tab, and you can get connected to it that way. There are so many ways to find the event and for you to reserve your ticket. So please do. We really, really would love to have you in the house. March 7th, doors open at 6.30. Now, on to what's coming up today. Oh, my. I had the honor of talking with Samantha Motes, founder and executive director of 412 Thrive. If you're not familiar, 412 Thrive, in short, is a nonprofit that helps a community of people impacted by breast cancer, helps them navigate treatment and life beyond treatment by creating a support system. And this community, this tribe 
that 412 Thrive has formed is not only inspiring, but it is powerful and it is hopeful and it is important. And Samantha shares her breast cancer journey with us and how it led to the creation of 412 Thrive. This is a chat that you really don't want to miss. And name that neighborhood, of course, will be coming up as well. I put a little twist on it this time around. So we'll see how Don feels about that. But first up, I want to share some random acts of kindness with you in honor of Random Acts of Kindness Day, which was this past week on February 17th. So let's get to it, yes? Let's get to the good stuff. Random acts of kindness. You know, we're all about them here at Yins Are Good. And I first I wanted to share with uh, you all, and some of you may know because you already follow us on Instagram. If you don't, please do. But as I said, February 17th is Random Acts of Kindness Day. And I posted that I'm going to celebrate by stopping and adding money to folks' parking meters. And I asked, what will you be doing? And at Pan the Realtor replied, Amen. I'm going to give 10 strangers heartfelt compliments on their shoes. Who doesn't like a random compliment? Love it. I love that. And so I also... So there's a website, randomactsofkindness.org. And I wanted to share with you some of the things that they share, these ideas of some random acts of kindness. And, and why I'm sharing them is there are things that I had never necessarily thought of that I think are really cool and uh, really special to do. So one is thank someone every week. Write 52 thank you notes each year, one for every week of the year, to a different person. Tell, uh, write a little note to tell someone how grateful you are that they're in your life or to thank them for being who they are. I love that. One for every week of the year. Text someone good morning or good night. And this seems so simple, right? But it's that idea of just letting someone know you're thinking about them as they start their day or as, you know, an, an end to their day. And it doesn't really even need to be more than that, but just letting someone know that you're thinking about them. Find out something new about a coworker or a friend. So especially, you know, with people that we see all the time, right, every day or pretty often, I think we can kind of forget about, well, and let's, let's say, and there's been a, a pandemic we've been going through. So communicating and connecting with people has, has changed so much, right? And we've, we've had to learn new ways to do it. But to really make an effort to learn something new about a person that you've already known for some time. Write down someone's best qualities and give that list to them. Mm, that pretty much speaks for itself. Write positive sticky notes. Oh, yes. Just grab a stack of sticky notes and spend a few minutes. Write positive statements on them and then put them up wherever you think. People will see them and it will brighten their day in some way or keep them moving forward in some way, right? A bus stop, a gas pump, a telephone pole. Or don't forget about the people that you do know. You can hide them around your house. 
for your loved ones to find. So randomactsofkindness.org, I encourage you to check them out. They also have kindness quotes. And please let me know if you do decide to do any of these. And let me know maybe what you wrote or what you did and how it went. You know, I'd love to hear it and I'd love to share it on the show. Samantha. Hi. Well, let's dive into it, shall we? Yes. Yay. So first, Samantha, or do you prefer Sam or Samantha? Do you have a preference? Sam is good. Um, I think my husband's the only person who calls me Samantha. (laughs) I see. Um, First, let's just start talking about you, if you don't mind. Tell us about yourself and your journey and then how it led to the creation of just this uh, I don't. I don't. I can't think of the word. I'll say fabulous, but just wonderful, wonderful. Four one two thrive organization. Yeah, um, my name is Sam. Um, I'm born and raised here in Pittsburgh. Definitely a Yinzer. Um, both me and my husband. I'm married to my best friend and my biggest supporter, Mark. And we have two amazing miracle babies, Atticus and Rosalind, and mm-hmm. of course our little mini Dachshund Sawyer, who I'm obsessed with. Um, and to tell you a little bit about what led me to create 412 Thrive, I'd have to go back literally over a decade, um, to when I was 23. Um, so at the age of 23, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I had no family history and I knew really nothing about breast cancer at the time, but as soon as I felt that lump in my chest, oh, my heart sank to my stomach and... I just knew then and there that my life was never really going to be the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, fortunately for me, (laughs) unlike most women in their 20s, I had no problem being diagnosed with breast cancer. I attribute my 11 years of survivorship to my now retired PCP, who, as soon as she had felt my lumps, called herself and made an appointment the next day for an ultrasound. And then... Yeah. Um, And then to my surgeon who took my tumors out immediately without hesitation. Um, When those tumors came back cancer, they went back in and took five lymph nodes. And I waited for what seemed like the longest two weeks of my life to learn that my cancer had not spread to my lymph nodes and that chemo wasn't necessary for my survival. I was really lucky. We caught it early. It was stage 1B. I did 36 rounds of radiation and started a five-year run of a drug called tamoxifen, which is a hormone blocker. And I needed that because um, my breast cancer was estrogen and progesterone receptor positive. Ultimately, after a year and a half, I stopped taking the tamoxifen and I decided to have a double mastectomy at the age of 24. Mm. Um, Yeah. So a year after my mastectomy, I went in for some reconstruction surgeries and that's um, kind of where only this time they couldn't be replaced with anything that even resembled breasts. So I spent the next year and a half of my life with a concave chest. I wore prosthetics 24-7. I didn't go to the beach that year. I didn't go to the pool. I honestly didn't want anybody to know what was really going on. I was embarrassed. I was humiliated and I felt really defeated. So 
after a very long year and a half, I began the process of having latissimus dorsi flap reconstruction, which is where they take the latissimus muscle out of your from your back and skin and create new breasts. It's pretty crazy surgery. Um, yeah. I was told I would never miss that muscle um, because the other muscles in my back would make up for it, but I've missed that muscle every single day. Um, yeah. And I really missed it um, the most when I was pregnant for the first time with my son Atticus um, at a time when I should have been extremely happy about being pregnant after breast cancer, which is not something that everybody can accomplish. Um, yeah. I was in so much pain. Um, I'm still to this day, if there's anybody out there looking for a woman who's had double latissimus dorsi flap reconstruction and gone on to carry her own baby and to deliver naturally. Um, I've met a few women. I have know thousands and thousands of survivors, but I've only met a few who've had a single latissimus dorsi and they've carried babies, but they all had scheduled C-sections. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm the only one I know of who's uh, delivered naturally after latissimus dorsi flap surgery. Um, so Oh my god. There's anybody out there, reach out. I'd love to meet you. So yeah, that pain was just really unbearable. Um and I could have really used somebody to connect with. So after that pregnancy, I decided to start an Instagram account called Milkless Mama mm -hmm. in hopes of meeting other women who had been in my situation, who had been diagnosed with breast cancer, who had, had mastectomies gone on to carry children um however my infections came back um in my breast and this was while I was eight months pregnant oh my um, okay yeah this time um there was no surgery that could be done no pain meds limited supply of antibiotics that could work with this infection and be safe for my baby and so this kind of is what threw me into like my last straw of like I knew that in there that I, I had to take control and do something. If you're lucky like me, you have an amazingly supportive family. But for me, it wasn't enough. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it, it is what it is. Misery loves company. Um, <laughs> and so even though I had friends and families, friends and family who could listen to me and who I had a shoulder to cry on, it just they had no idea what it was like to have a breast removed or have chemo coursing through your veins. Mm. I used my Instagram account to try to find other women. And I did. Um, I found them all over the world and even some here in Pittsburgh on, let's see, when was it? March 7th, I think, of 2020. Mm -hmm. I invited 11 women to my house for a wine and cheese night. And as we talked and ate and drank, we realized we really needed this. It's what had been missing for all of us. March of 2020, we had 11 women. That was including me. And uh, now, less than two years later, we have more than 200 individuals affected by breast cancer and genetic mutations in the Pittsburgh area and are part of 412 Thrive's support system. Holy heck. <laughs> So there's so much I, hmm. I know, sorry, that was a lot. No, no, no. So I didn't mean, not in a bad way, in a, the, the word that's just at the forefront of my brain is just, is your strength. 
that's what I just kept having in my head just as you were talking and how strong you are as a person, but uh, just trying to imagine going through all of that and, and how you, and then once you realized, Oh my gosh, this is great. (laughs) You knew because you knew other people need it too. It wasn't just about you, you know, would you would have been okay if it was just about you though? Do you know what I mean? Because of everything you were dealing with, but that you opened it up and said, okay, let's all do this for each other. Our tribe is amazing and everybody is there for each other. Like I have had surgeries since starting 412 Thrive and my Thrivers have been there for me just as much as I am for them. It's just an amazing family that we've started. So yeah. for our, what is the, the actual mission of 412 Thrive? So our mission is to help navigate a community of individuals impacted by breast cancer and genetic mutations that lead to breast cancer. We strive to create a support system. I like to say it's a system, not a support group, because we do more than just the support group um, that makes everyone feel secure and included. Everyone is welcome at Fort Richie Thrive. Hmm. And when you say do more, Oh my Lord. Okay. Yes, you do. So I, (laughs) can you please tell us, I know, you you know, you provide services, care packages, events. I mean, there's just so much. Can you just tell us about all that? Yeah. Sometimes we even like to dress up as blow up characters and hang outside the hospital to celebrate someone's last day of chemo or radiation or finishing Ah. brain surgery you know so we do lots of fun things like that too um but yeah our care packages I mean personally I think they're the best care cancer care (laughs) packages around I personally put each care package together based on the individual thrivers needs whether they are starting chemo or radiation or they're having surgery or even if it's an unexpected hospital stay uh, we have personalized care packages for that. Um, some of the items we carry are our shower chairs, mastectomy pillows, front closure bras, button-up pajamas, um, all the way to tea for your stomach and your throat after surgery. We provide gift cards for gas to get to and from radiation. Mm. We provide dinner gift cards in our chemo care packages and our um, surgery care packages. I Mm -hmm. personally will call them, reach out to them. If there's something specific that they need, I'll go get it for them. Um, It's amazing. Sorry. And and for listeners, when when you go to the website, and what is your website, as a matter of fact? Yeah, it's 412thrive.org. 412thrive.org. And I know even there, and you you have photos of these, Oh my gosh, these care packages. But what I also love too is um, not only do you list some of the items, but you really do explain the why. And you even, from yourself, like you include notes from Sam saying, here's why, or here's what helped me. It's just. We also provide um, meals to families when they need them. Um, If, you know, you can't cook dinner tonight because chemo wiped you out, then no problem. We're going to send dinner to your house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you had mentioned this already. I mean, just talking about how you're open to everybody, but when we talk specifically about thrivers, how would you define, you know, who can become one? 
Yeah, so a thriver is anybody in the southwestern Pennsylvania area who has been diagnosed with breast cancer or a genetic mutation that leads to breast cancer. We are actually the first of this kind in Pittsburgh to include previvors. That's what we like to call them in mm-hmm. our support group or um, support system, as we like to say, because we are um, forward to thrive is for all ages and all stages. So to let the listeners know, like a previvor is somebody who has a genetic mutation and is predisposed, sorry, predisposed to breast cancer but has not yet been diagnosed with breast cancer. These women go to appointments just like we do. They have oncologists. They have to go through mammograms. A lot of them choose to have preventative mastectomies. And most cancer support groups require a cancer diagnosis to join. Mm -hmm. But I felt like these women needed a support system just as much as people who've been diagnosed so Hmm. we want to make sure that they are included in our group wow that's wonderful and it makes sense that makes sense to me I mean for for what it's worth (laughs) no but it it does because as you're saying that's what they're living with in their day-to-day yeah so whether you identify as a previvor a fighter a survivor a thriver no matter how old or young you are, you're never going to age out of 412 Thrive. All of our services are here for the rest of your life. You probably have many moments and many people to you know, choose from or that you could talk about. But are there any in particular you know, special moments or stories or relationships um, you know, that you would just like to share with us about some connections you've made or people that you've met? Oh, my goodness. I've met. So many amazing people in these past two years. Wow. My board members obviously are fantastic. And I could tell you so many wonderful stories about them. But um, I think my favorite story um, and what shows of like how small of a world it is, is um, in October of 2019, I gave birth to my daughter, Rosalind, and I had the most incredible labor and delivery nurse. Um, She actually almost ended up delivering my baby herself because of how fast everything happened. But um, yeah, long story short, um, like most people, after I left the hospital, I didn't see my nurse again, you know? Yeah. So fast forward, not even a year later, and um, her name's Sarah. My nurse's name was Sarah. Um, She was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 26. Um, Yeah. I had literally just started 412 Thrive, and Sarah is one of our OG Thrivers. The funny thing is, it actually took us a few months of seeing each other at 412 Thrive events to even realize that we had already met and how how it was that we met. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it was at my, like, 10-year anniversary celebration. Um, <laughs> we did a photo shoot, and we were just talking about, like, life in general and what she does for a living and I got home and I was like wait a second it's like Sarah's a nurse that she delivers babies and I swear to goodness I was like Mark that's my aunt. I was like please get out the footage of the day I gave birth to Rosalind I was like I have to see if Sarah is our nurse and I sure enough there's Sarah leaning <laughs> over my bed I'm like oh my goodness I immediately text her I go Sarah 
have you ever <laughs> almost delivered a baby for Dr. Tetney? She's like, oh my God, Sam, that was you, wasn't it? I'm like, <laughs> yep, it was. Like, <laughs> oh how gosh. crazy is that? Um, so yeah, she helped bring one of my miracle babies into the world. And I just, it, we have this special bond that's, you know, it's never going to be broken, but it's just such a crazy world. I feel like someone up there put me and Sarah together that day. They, they knew our paths would cross again or yes. something. But... Ab- oh, absolutely. That is crazy. And also how Pittsburgh too, right? Pittsburgh, oh. this small world of it. Yeah. Oh, and it was meant to be. The community in Pittsburgh is amazing. I mean, yeah. we just have such an amazing city. So proud to be here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, me too. And that story, yeah, you and Sarah, that was destined to be for those saying, you know, how can I get involved or, you know, donate or for those who are thrivers in one way or another, but would want to get involved? What's the best ways for them to get in touch with you? Yeah. So if you are someone diagnosed with breast cancer or genetic mutation, you would like to join our tribe, you can go to the website and click the join, become a thriver tab and fill out our form. And I will get back to you same day. And um, you will immediately be added to our private Facebook page, which is just an amazing source of information and comfort um, with these women. Um, and if you are a non-thriver and you would like to donate or volunteer or get involved in any way, you can also head over to our website and fill out a volunteer opportunity form and I'll reach out to you guys. We are growing fast and we could, we'll take all the help we can get. Yes. And do you have any, I don't know, I guess I could say advice, but thoughts for anyone who might be listening who was recently diagnosed or has a loved one or has been through any, any, I mean, anything that falls under this umbrella? Yeah. Um, well, I always say that meals are the best gift you can give to anyone, really, if you're celebrating something <laughs> or if you aren't celebrating or, you know, if for any medical reason or anything like that, I just think that sending someone dinner is the best gift possible. You're not only nourishing their body, but you're also providing them with more time with their family. They're not spending time cooking and cleaning up. And mm-hmm. it's also a small financial help as well. So mm-hmm. to me, sending dinner and like we send cleaning crews to women who are in treatment. I think that's a really nice way to offer help to anybody in this situation. Um, but yeah, put them in touch with 412 Thrive because we just have such a great community of women. You do. And how are you doing? How are you and your family? We are great. We are hibernating (laughs) as much as possible, (laughs) trying to stay healthy. And I do not like the cold weather at all. So Mm -hmm. waiting for it to be May again. But (laughs) hang on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing really well. So thank you. Good, good. So glad to hear that. And just thank you for not just for joining us here, but just for all that you're doing. And you really are an inspiration to so many folks. I know it. And and how not only you created this organization, but even as you said, you know, if you reach out, I'll get back to you same day. And I know even on your website, those part members of your team even mention how you are the first person there for people and you remember 
you know, what day people have appointments and what time and you are so involved. And so you really are an inspiration. So I thank you for, for all of that. Thank for you. And thank Yay. you for your <laughs> podcast. Skins are good. I love listening to this and hearing we, I need to hear, we all need to hear the good things that are happening in our city. So thank you for pointing that out. Mm, thank you for being part of it. Here we are, Don. Hi, Tressa. Has it been a week already? It sure has. Wow. The time is flying now that you're doing weekly episodes. I know. I'm sure you feel it, too. I do. <laughs> I do, indeed. In a good way. I do. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But, yeah, it goes so fast. Yeah. How has your week been? You know, since we haven't seen each other. <laughs> since we haven't spoken since the last uh, <laughs> Name That Neighborhood. Um, things are fine. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, things are fine. Uh, surprise uh, temperature shifts this yeah. week yeah. have been a little little strange. It's crazy. Uh-huh. In it's the... usually, this is like March weather. It is. You know, where it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, but we're rolling with it. That's we the are. most important thing. We are. And we're here for another rousing rendition of Name That Neighborhood. Woohoo! <laughs> so, Don, let's get to it. Your two neighborhoods from which you are choosing. Yes. South Park Township, okay. I should say. Okay. Yeah. Not just <laughs> the park. The, the park itself. That might be easy. <laughs> South Park Township and Sewickley. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready for this? Uh, I'm as ready as I will ever be. You're going to be really happy for real to know. There yeah. are four statements of fact. Wow. There are only four. Okay. And we're going to do things if you're up for it, a little differently, just for some fun. Oh, for funsies. For funsies. So I don't even know, actually, well, it's still statements of fact, but mm-hmm. they will be read in first person. Okay. <laughs> and Would you be that first person? I'm going to be the neighborhood. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh. <clears throat> I'm just going to keep reading. And when you think you know which neighborhood, you're just going to let me know. So I'm just okay. going to keep going and adding things on. Okay. And I do wish I had a sound effect, a, a buzzer of some sort. And perhaps no. if we do this again, I will. Sure. Um, you can just yell out, I suppose, the name. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But whenever you think you know can, and have I your can, guess. Uh, I can make some sort of buzzer sound, too. Yes, please. What was I thinking? Of course it's what I want. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> What I are you hope, going I, to say? I hope no. you have enough facts in case I, I don't buzz in. <laughs> I've thought about that. Well, yes, if I reach the end, then you just... Uh... Then I lose. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I should have thought of that from the beginning. <laughs> if <laughs> Yes. If you don't answer by the time I've done, I'm done, then... Then that's it. You just it. lose the point. I lose the point. Okay. Okay. What fun. It's, it's great. Let's do it. Number one, I am home to the Oliver Miller Homestead, where Oliver Miller and his family, who were farmers, cultivated grain and used it to make whiskey. It was at this homestead that the first shots of the Whiskey Rebellion were fired in 1794. Two federal agents had come to serve a writ on Oliver's murder. Gonna say swiftly because I don't know how much more facts you have. 
And I'd rather be wrong on my own than wrong by default. Oh, no. I accept. No. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. It's, I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I like this new version. Do you want to go back to the old version? Not today. No, you know we'll, finish, we'll finish this. You know what I will do? I will slow it down as I'm getting to the end Okay. <laughs> sentence. Cool. Yeah, There's. <laughs> this is way more pressure than the other version. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Don't like it. Okay. But you're going to keep doing it, which I appreciate. Yeah, for this episode. <laughs> Noted. Mm-hmm. So it is South Park Township. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this is true. So the Oliver Miller Homestead. So as I was continuing with it, so uh, where the first shots were fired of the Whiskey Rebellion. And of course, that was a violent tax protest mm-hmm. uh, that started in 1791. And anywho, yeah, these two federal agents had come to serve a writ on Oliver's brother, who lived nearby because he hadn't registered his land, hadn't paid this new American government's tax on whiskey. Uh And when William ordered the men to leave his property, neighbors fired rifles at them. No one was injured, but these were, in fact, the first shots fired. Gotcha. Thank you for being, you know, experimenting a bit with this. Oh, sure. We're going to go on to number two. Uh My most visible landmark is the town clock in the steeple of our United Methodist Church, where it has been marking time since 1884. Eh, swiftly. Woohoo! You were ready for that. Yeah, still didn't know, but I'm still, I'm resting on my own laurels that I'm... I'm... You're trusting yourself yes. now. That's good. Yeah, so this clock was purchased in 1883 from the E. Howard Clock Company of Boston. The bell in the tower was purchased from Clinton H. Manili and Company of Troy, New York, and the total cost, $1,067. That's very back to the future. It is. Were there skateboards involved? (laughs) Here's hoping. (laughs) In 1919, uh, it was converted to electricity because before then it was operated by weights that were cranked up manually once a week. Mm. So they kept the thing going. Okay. All right, we're just going to keep rolling. Sure. Number three. In 1837, I was chosen by James and Mary Oliver as the place to relocate their school for young ladies. They moved it from Pittsburgh and called it the Edgeworth Female Seminary. Eh, sweetly. Oh, yes. He's, he's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. Yeah, and it was named after Maria Edgeworth, a well-known Irish writer who was much admired by Mary Oliver. Then I was chosen again in 1838. You're back to the first person. I am. To um, By John B. Champ and William M. Nevin to be the home for their Academy for Boys, which today is a co-educational academy. The Bonus Swickley point. Academy. There you go. There you go. Uh-huh. All right. And now here we are. We're at number four. We're yes. flying by. Flying. flying. Okay. Things are so fast. Life moves pretty fast. <laughs> are you going to finish that quote? <laughs> if you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you might miss it. There it is. And what's that from, Don? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 
All right, it was reported in 2006 that an opulent bed had been found in the eaves of one of my maintenance sheds. <laughs> That's a weird first-person statement. Really... I'm going to stop you there. I... I'm going to say South Park Township. I don't want you to read any further in the first person. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> I know. I could have phrased that better. You could have. It was tough to do it in first person, I got to tell you. I, yeah. That wasn't the fir- my first draft of that. Okay. So we're, we're failing this... <laughs> Version. We are. On all counts. But we're still learning things. We are. We're learning what not to do in episode 42. Yeah, very good. Okay. Uh, no, but we're also learning historical things. <laughs> so. We're so. learning about the eaves of your maintenance beds. Sheds. Sheds. Okay, South Park Township. It is true. So this bed was found and it was determined that. Abraham Lincoln had slept in it while he stayed in Pittsburgh in 1861. He was on his way to his inauguration. So a maintenance worker had climbed into this shed to repair a leaky roof and discovered a lot of old furniture wrapped up in burlap. And the bed was from the Monongahela House, a former 210-bed hotel overlooking the river on what is now Fort Pitt Boulevard at Smithfield Street. When they measured the bed, it was, in fact, six feet, four inches long. I was going to say, it would have to be a large shed. Yes. And bedding. (laughs) And, of course, that being the exact height of President Lincoln. Hmm. So how about that? How about that? Was that with or without the hat? Very valid question. I'm going to go without the hat. (laughs) Sure. That's my my guess there. So, yeah, he stayed. So 6'10 with the hat. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Fletch reference, uh-huh. uh, audience. So yeah, he and also he stayed here on on his way to his inauguration. Oh wow, which is cool. That's very cool. There it is. Got all it. All four. All four. All done. But hey, there we go. And I, it was interesting too that each of them that there was an Oliver name involved in both, and I didn't know if that would be confusing. You know, one was the Oliver Miller Homestead, and then James and Mary Oliver, but it worked. Yeah, probably didn't even notice that. <laughs> Thanks for pointing it out, though. You're welcome. Uh-huh. South Park Township and so quickly. You know, you have to try new things once in a while. Every once in a while. And this is what this, this was. This was the once. <laughs> in a while. Uh-huh. I know you're glad that you played today. Uh, so thrilling. I'm, I'm sensing that from you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am so glad that you were here. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. I'm sure I'll see you next week. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. And on that very, you know, experimental note, uh, we will bring this episode to a close. Episode 42 of Yins Are Good. I am still your host, Tressa Glover. And I really do thank you so much for listening in again. Or if it's your first time, welcome. And please do keep listening. And also, here's when I'm going to say it. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories of good. We want to hear about a time when someone made your life better, about a person who makes your life better, about an act of kindness that you experienced, or maybe that you witnessed happen between other people. But that's our goal here is to keep sharing and spreading all of the good and all of the kindness going on out there. And so if you want to do that, 
or let me know about someone that you think I should talk to uh, about any of these things. You can send an email to yinsaregood at gmail.com or you can leave a voicemail on our automated toll-free line at 1-833-399-GOOD. I do hope that you will share with us. Again, deepest thanks to Sam Motes for our incredible chat. And please do check out our show notes for all of the information about 412 Thrive. Please do check the show notes as well regarding our upcoming live show on March 7th. I have the Eventbrite link in there as well for you. I wish you a fabulous week ahead. And until next time, my friends, be safe, be kind, be good. Special thanks to the Corcoran Collective, Karen Baum, Don DiGiulio, and as always, for our incredible artwork, Mike Rubino. <laughs> <laughs>